0: Now, I don't know whether you're just mulling that around or you're just completely shot right over the top of your head. I don't really know. Maybe I need to sit down with you and visit with you after this is over. Do you understand what I'm talking about? You see both sides. you understand that, that James, some say, is just saying, go to the doctor and then pray over him. And others say, James is saying, you go in the name of the Lord, and you anoint him with that oil, and you pray for God's healing in the process. Now, don't you separate verses 14, verse 15 from verse 14. Would you look now back to the James passage with me? Verses verse 15. Now watch. Of, of of chapter five, and the prayer. Notice what prayer? The prayer that's there in verse fourteen. And the prayer, offered in faith, will do three things. Will restore the one who is sick. I believe it's in the King James. Will save the sick. Now you've got to look at verses 19 and 20 and notice how that word save is used there. It means those who are straying away, they'll be brought back. They'll be restored. Could it be that if you and I would adhere strictly to the New Testament teaching that those who had strayed away from the faith might return? Will restore the sick Then he says, and the Lord will raise him up, and thirdly, his sins will be forgiven. Now, do you know what I don't find in this passage? I don't find a faith healer. I find a spiritual leader of the church. Now, the application is verse 16. Verse 16 is this. Therefore, on the basis of what we've seen in the previous verses, therefore, confess your sins to one another and pray for one another so that you may be healed. The effective prayer of a righteous man can accomplish much. I want to give you four things to get down in the application, then I'm through. Number one, confession of sin is healthy employ it now notice that the word is confess your sins to one another it doesn't mean get up in a worship service and hang out the dirty laundry it means selected one another but it's healthy I went to visit a lady one time who had had some tremendous, tremendous mental and emotional problems. She'd been institutionalized. And as I sat and talked with her and visited with her, she'd called me, just random called a minister. And I just sensed that part of what she was experiencing was psychosomatic, was a problem that, that she had not really dealt with. I just sensed that talking with her. And so I began to share with her that right out of this verse that sometimes, you know, we have so much that we have just suppressed in us, so much guilt that, that it just just feeds poison to the whole system. And in a kind of a pitiful way, she said, I, is it possible that, that some sin I'd committed would cause this? problem in my life. I said, I, I, I'm not saying it does. I, say, I said, in some cases it might. I left a book with her to read. I went back to get that book about three weeks later and I took it back to my office, put it on my desk, didn't even didn't even open it. And one day I got ready to put it on my shelf and I just opened the book up, just kind of thumbed through it and it was a, there was a piece of paper paper in it and I, I looked at that piece of paper I opened it up and she said I committed adultery in San Francisco California and she put the date and she said I have never been able to get over that and I just sat there and wept Because I knew in my heart that that had been feeding death to her mind and emotion for years. Secondly, praying for one another is essential. Practice it. Praying for one another is essential. Practice it. Pray for one another. You have a date tonight? Pray for one another before you leave. You have friends? Pray for them. Pray for one another. It's essential, folk. There are some people that are just hanging by their fingernails that are dependent upon your prayer. The effective prayer of a righteous man amounts to much. Three. The use of medical advice and assistance is necessary. Obey it. The use of medical advice and assistance is necessary. Obey it. And if there is that which is helpful in modern medicine, let that modern medicine be mixed with prayer. And then fourth, because healing comes from God, He should get the glory. Can I say that again? Because healing comes from God, he should get the glory. Let me share this with you, and and I won't be but three minutes late. I tell you about. I just got to tell you this. I was back in you this last week, and I was riding around checking the water, uh, irrigation water, with a farmer out there, a friend. And this man's a deacon in the church. He's one of my best friends, a godly man, a good man. But he rejects entirely this matter of divine healing. He just can't buy it at all. And we were riding around, and, and he, he started asking me, talking to me about it. And I said, let me tell you what happened. And I told him about Dr. Richards, He's an M.D., and to you that everybody knows <laughs> there course Larry knew Dr. Richards. Dr. Richards called me one day he said Gerald I want you to pray for me because I'm going into surgery. He said they've taken a, a knot off of my head and it's malignant and they think it's a nest there and it, and it feeds all of the lymph glands and they're going to take the they're going to operate on me they'll literally scalp me and he said, they'll take all these glands out. Uh, that very day, I saw a young man, Jim Dorsey, that some of you know. Uh, I saw him, he was doing his CPE over in the hospital, and I stopped him, I said, Jim, what is that, I named the surgery that, he said, oh, Gerald, that's terrible surgery. He said, when we have that surgery, the radical surgery in Baylor Hospital, he said, when they have it, sometimes they don't even let the wives see their husbands for months. Such a horrible thing. He said, they literally take the, their scalp off and just it's the worst kind I told Dr. Richard I said doctor I'm gonna come out I'll come out and be with you he said no you don't need to do that but I went I flew out to to Amarillo High Plains Baptist Hospital I went in his room when I went in his room he's doing his exercises he's a man of perfect physical specimen he's about 60 years old he looks like he's 30 he was doing his push-ups on the floor we sat down and talked he said Gerald I'm scared to death he said, I know what they're going to do. He said, I know what's involved. He said, I'm scared to death. We talked and prayed. His wife and children came in. He has three marvelous children, godly people. One of them is a spiritual giant. Goes to Jack, went to Jack Taylor's church in, in San Antonio. They came in. I said, Fred, i want to leave and let you be with your family. He said, no, I don't do that. I said, yeah, I'm going to leave and let you be with your family. I went out and sat in the lobby. I sat out there about an hour. Decided I'd go back in. I went back in. We sat down and talked a little bit and Ms. Richards said, Gerald, is it wrong to pray specifically that they won't have to take out these glands down in his neck? I'd like to just pray for that. Is it wrong to pray for that? And I shared with them what I believed about prayer. And I said, why don't we just get down and pray for that specific thing? We got on our knees in that hospital room. This is an MD, a surgeon brilliant man god came down on that place folks i've never been before since i've never experienced anything like it god was there he visited us and i prayed that prayer and when we said amen he stood up and said i have been healed now that's a physician talking he said i have been healed he said, I'll go into the surgery in a little while, but it won't, it won't, be, inne- it won't be necessary. I have been healed. And, we all, and they started hugging each other, and they started rejoicing, and they cried, and they wept, and they thanked God. I walked out of that hospital, got on a plane, came back to Fort Worth. I didn't even stay for the surgery. About two hours after I got back home, son called me and said, Gerald, wherever you go, whatever you do, I want you to give this testimony that God heal my dad because when they went back there even though they found in the biopsy malignancy when they did the surgery there was no malignancy just a minor surgery I told my friend Larry Nelson that riding along you know what he said he said Gerald I'd give anything in the world to experience Something like that. That's what we have to do. We have to give everything in the world. And in the act of commitment and confidence and faith, we trust God. Join me in prayer. Father, we do long, each one of us longs to see the supernatural. Each one of us longs to see more than just the norm human. Accomplishment. Lord, we're almost afraid to say, Have your way. Because what you can do is so different than what we're used to. Father, Help us to face the fact that you are greater than all. Right now, in the name of Jesus, we pray for the sick pray for Paul Oliver in the name of our Lord God we sure do need we sure do want to see a divine work in our midst Where there is unbelief, where there is skepticism, where there is doubt, just overrule it in sovereign power. I pray for it, I ask for it as a son asks his father. To give glory to you. In Jesus name.